0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Triassic Park. 1977 was a landmark year for cinema, seeing the release of Star Wars and Close Encounters of the Third Kind. And also today's movie, The Last Dinosaur. Trying the comparison between The Last Dinosaur and the more highly erotic films of the year, Uh, Happen often, but it's it's unfair. This is also a year where we got orca and tentacles. So 1977 was not a landmark year for creature features. The last dinosaur was a co-production between Rankin Bass and Subarida Studios, and was the first of what would end up being three films produced together. From the very beginning of Rankin Bass, the company had a strong relationship with the Japanese film industry, with their holiday claymation classics technically being anime. Their first live action film would be in 1967 with King Kong Escapes, which was a Toho Studios co-production. In the 1970s, the Japanese film industry was on a steep decline, and when looked at within that decline, The Last Dinosaur is tremendously impressive from an effects standpoint. Originally, Rankin-Bass thought that Subaraya Productions would be utilizing stop-motion effects for their dinosaurs, and intended for the film to receive a theatrical release, neither of which would come to pass. The Last Dinosaur stars Richard Boone as a misogynistic tycoon named, named Mastin Thrust. Thrust Industries have discovered a mysterious land hidden within the Arctic, and it reveals a prehistoric world. The first crew that landed there were all lost, save for one geologist, Chuck Wade, played by Stephen Keats. Thrust, upon hearing the existence of a giant Tyrannosaurus Rex, has his eyes set on what he insists is study... But one look at the man's lifestyle ensures he wants to hunt the beast. He is joined by modern woman and feminist reporter Frankie Burns, played by Joan Van Ark, a hunter from Africa named Bunta, played by a professional basketball player named Luther Rackley, and Thrust Industries' lead scientist, played by Tetsuo Nakamura. Together, they must survive this prehistoric adventure. It is worth noting that Bunta is said to be a Maasai tracker, which, while a real region of Africa, his usage in the film is highly problematic, especially from a modern perspective, as he received very little in the way of character development. Luther Rackley, who played Bunta, was an accomplished athlete and performer who deserved a better role. The Last Dinosaur is muddled thematically. The titular song, He's the Last Dinosaur, written by Jules Bass and sung by Nancy Wilson, seems to deliver the sentiment that the old pillars of masculinity are are old-fashioned and should remain in the past. However, the script then goes on to celebrate thrust. The same can be said about the treatment of photographer Frankie Burns. Burns has a modern outlook and tenacity in the first half of the film, but is quickly delegated to tearing him for the camp in the final act. Surely she would have been a better hunter than the incredibly ineffectual Chuck. As such, it feels like a film that fears the modern world rather than celebrates and looking forward to it co-directed by Tsukunobo Kotani and Andrew Grasshoff. Kotani would be the sole credited director on the two other co-productions between Rankin-Bass and Tsuburaya, The Bermuda Depths and The Ivory Apes. In an interview with Stuart Galbraith, Kotani stated that the relationship between him and the folks at Rankin-Bass started after he helped out with their troubled 1973 musical titled Marco, which was a movie about Marco Polo entirely made in Japan. Richard Boone was such a heavy drinker during the making of this film, they had to occasionally halt production. Kotani stated that this seemed to fit the character well and still had positive memories of the production. The film was written by William Overgard. Overgard wrote all three of the co-productions and went on to write a number of the episodes of the TV series Thundercats. He is to blame for Schnarf, I'm sure. It is clear there is a little more than a passing resemblance to Ed- Edgar Rice Burroughs' At the Earth Core, which was made into a film by the British horror studio Amicus the year prior. The Last Dinosaur was filmed on location in a portion of the Japanese Alps called Kamikochi. According to a 2010 GFAN interview, actress Joan Van Hark found it to be a very difficult shoot due to the weather of the region. The special effects for the film were overseen by director Kazuo Sakagawa, and they are very impressive for the resources available. The suit for the Tyrannosaurus would later be reused in a number of Superia television series, one of which was made into an anthology film that we'll be talking about later this month. The suit acting for the T-Rex was done by Taru Kawaii. Kawaii had just played Godzilla in the Terror of Mechagodzilla. The suit actor for the Triceratops was Tasumi Nikamoto, who was also in Terror of Mechagodzilla, playing Titanosaurus, making the battle between the creatures in this film a sort of rematch. The miniatures were quite impressive and the matte work was done extremely well. Compare this to The Legend of Dinosaurs and Monster Birds released by Toei Studios that same year, and you'll see a huge difference. Released straight to ABC TV in 1977, the last dinosaur remains a weird and bizarre cultural artifact. Our creature breakdown for this week is the Unitotherium, which is not a religion, it is a creature. This is seen briefly in the movie as the one that attempts to charge our heroes as they first enter the prehistoric landscape with the most insane, stupid rescue sequence of all time that was later stolen by Steven Spielberg for The Lost World's Jurassic Park. The geologist in that scene, Chuck, who is, as we've talked about before, completely fucking useless, he erroneously called the creature a ceratopsian. It is, in fact, not a dinosaur at all. It is a mammal from the Eocene era, which is Tens of millions of years apart from any other creature that appears in the film and, in fact, any dinosaur. The creature was discovered during the Bone Wars, which uh, sounds like another thing behind Thrust Industries, but uh, regardless. uh, That was actually a period uh, of time in which rival paleontologists Edward Drinker Cope and O'Thaniel Charles March attempted to become the most prominent paleontologist of the late 1800s. They used any method at their disposal to outdo the other man. Both men claimed to have discovered the creature. A fictionalized version of the Bone Wars can be read about in Michael Crichton's posthumous novel, Dragon Teeth. The Unitotherium mostly resembles a rhinoceros, although it does have a very unusual skull, with the males having six cartilage protrusions on the sides of their skulls. They also are equipped with large upper canine teeth, with the females having the largest of the teeth. They had extremely small brains due to their bony skulls. So, that is the behind the scenes of the last dinosaur. Now, let's talk about the movie itself with our special returning guest, the Thrustmaster himself, Jason. Hello, Jason. Ahoy, ahoy. What's going on? Oh, you know, uh, just another crazy film that I convinced you to watch with this film.
1: Oh my God, Mr. Thrust. I cannot wait to talk about him. I can't. I mean, this movie, guys, this movie. This movie should be, um, this is a great movie to watch, like, completely fucked up with friends, like I would say. I would guess, you know? Um, I was watching it at work, so, you know, I was, um, relatively sober. But, um, it is a bananas movie. It is fucking
0: bananas. Yeah, it's, it's, it's such a weird film, because, you know, we've seen this storyline before... Uh, in, in the sense of you go towards, uh, a, a, you go through some kind of, maybe you go up to a plateau or you go underneath the earth or you go through, like you get into a hurricane and land somewhere weird on an Island or something that brings you back to a trihistoric world. And they've even had it with like, uh, Oh, this guy's like a hunter, and, like, there is a terrible uh, version of a, uh, you know, an African-American or a person oh, who is oh, from oh, Africa who joins This the most racist in...
1: film I've ever seen. Oh,
0: oh, oh, goodness. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Well, this is going to be interesting because I was going to kind of stand up for this film. But now I'm going to be uh, – anyways. Um, but it, you've never seen it like this because there's no other version of this no. story that features the most drunken performance of – all time richard boone is in incredible like, in this movie he is and he's he smashed he's smashed the entire movie he
1: is i i the only way i can describe his performance is like if tommy wiseau and walter matthew got extremely merged together in like a F- cronenberg's fly scenario and then proceeded to drink a fifth of Jack Daniels and act their way through a movie. Like, Look, it is. This it is, is
0: basically a sc- Sasha Barry Cohen performance. <laughs> like, it's basically, like, I could see him, like, showing up as Mason. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, I, yeah, no, I
1: hear you. I, I mean, there's so much to talk about this performance. Um, but I want to go back. Like, I cannot believe I lost my mind just at the same song. Like, I had no idea Nancy Wilson sang it. Nancy Wilson fucking sang Barracuda and then came out and fucking you know belted this shit out. It sounds like a James Bond
0: theme for dinosaur. Well, it it, it really it was uh, pretty much because again, like you have to consider like the who's writing the lyrics. This is Rankin Bass and like sorry, I think it was Jules Bass who actually wrote it. Um, But either blows my mind. Yeah, but either way, this is like the same people who are behind all of those holiday classics. Like all of them. And I was kind of blown away looking this up is that, yeah, all of that claymation and all of that stuff and that that those holiday specials were all co-productions with Japan. So like Japan has been involved with all of Rankin Bass, like yeah. from the from the beginning um so it, it it's only real noticeable
1: when it gets i think to i think it, like if you look back at those Rankin bass films a lot of them have a lot of like um japan animation feel to them like you think like the isle of misfit toys seems like it's something that would come out of like the that sort of um creative mindset right like it's, it seems more like the aesthetics of um, Japanimation that does like a ama- like Americanized stuff. You know what I right, mean? Right, right. Um, it's just I, I it's can just really like see a, that.
0: It's it's a very weird melding of the two styles because, uh, as I mentioned, like it was written by an American, but it was all yeah. filmed in Japan. Like it was all done in Japan, and like uh, the, everything they did it, 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 it for this movie was in Japan. Uh, and and it just makes it. it It's very weird because uh, from the other one, the like the earlier one that they did with they worked with like Toho Studios to make uh, King Kong Escapes because there was they had a show called The King Kong Show. Uh, Rankin Bass produced it and it was like an animated show in like the early, early 60s, uh, which was also technically anime that got like put over here and was on all the screens. But the movie King Kong escapes is technically an adaptation of that that character and that uh, the the storylines that were told in that kind of, mm. um, but they didn't have anything to do with the writing. Like they, they didn't have anything to do with the, the script other than approving it. Like they had to approve the script and be like, all right, you can do this. But they didn't have um, you know everything else in, involved with uh, you know in, ensuring that. Um, you know, the project- production got made. Like, they didn't do any theme songs. They didn't do any of this. And then for whatever reason they decided to just go all in um, it- for the next three movies. Uh, I'm not sure. I haven't actually seen Bermuda Depths or The Ivory Ape, but they're both on the docket to cover and, and get done. I doubt they have theme songs like this. Though. <laughs> this theme song? This theme, I cannot it's like, the
1: last dinosaur like it's a James Bond thing? Like, that, well, I don't know that's... what the fuck is going on. Shoot a gun and, fuck it, like, roll. I, like, what is going on? The last it's... dinosaur theme song. Like, did anyone, like, listen to this theme song and then watch the movie? Or, like, read the script? No. Like, I, uh, what I... is
0: going on? I swear, well, because, so, one, uh, you know, it's the least subtle movie of all time, The Last Dinosaur, is not the dinosaurs, it's Mason Thrust. A film
1: film starring the character Mason Thrust (laughs) is the most subtle film of all time. Okay, okay. A man whose head shape I can only describe (laughs) as being Bernie come to flesh, the fact that he wears sunglasses that don't even touch the bridge of his nose is... Unbelievable, and he's acting like he's the hottest motherfucker that ever lived, and he's about eighty-seven years
0: old. And well, that's how he's written. Like, the, like, but he's like, like, so he, the movie opens bananas. with him, with him, one on a plane, which I have so many questions about this private jet.
1: Oh yeah, with another woman,
0: right? Is that? Like oh yeah, his, with, with some, another
1: like, some woman who's like reading a book out of ze- made out of zebra skin.
0: Yeah. Uh, that, he apparently picked her up in Portland. He doesn't remember picking her up in Portland. That's one of the things that we have. Like I'm sure he like hears like Portland and he's like, Well, when did I enter that liberal state? Um But this this he's on the, the plane. The plane is covered with animal like trophies. Like it's, it's a thing where it's like, man, as soon as you start getting per- turbulence, like, half of the people are dead. Because all those fucking, you know, things are going to, like, crawl down and, like, just stab him. And he's also got, like, a projector on there. And she's, like, there's, like, a rug. She's, like, laying on a rug in on, on an airplane. Like, I'm I, I, look, I can never afford first class. I don't know if this is what it's actually like. What are you guys all doing up there? But um, this was very alarming. Um, and... It, that's, okay. what can, that's what you can afford to buy if you don't have health care. You know
1: what I mean? You can, oh you can, yeah. Fly. I guess. I guess I, that's this part, character. It,
0: it, this character is
1: written like, like, the first like, I don't know, forty minutes before he ends up in the cave. This character is written like Tony Stark's in Iron Man. Yeah. No. That's written, yeah. That's exactly like what it's he's like. written, I, except for the fact he's eighty-nine years old and has no charisma. And the, the, like, it's insane. Like, it's,
0: he's, he's, like, at this jet. Okay. I can't, I can't. So, okay. Yes. Before we get to the, the scene where he's given the presentation, oh, I, God. I need to talk, I need to talk about a thing that just confused the hell out of me. So. When, when they're doing the credits, right? So they're doing the credits. And the credits are overlaid over... A, she's reading a book, right? Oh, she's yeah, like, pictures of him. Yeah, she's... Black and white pictures. Yeah, yeah. But it freeze frames only on the parts that are, like, in between the page turnings. They freeze frame <laughs> on the parts where you're like, I can't read anything right now. This is just a blur. Or it's like a motion blur. And I'm like, why would you not? If you're going to freeze frame to give me credits, you would show the photo... You would freeze frame, then you have an extra few seconds to see the photo and read the dialogue, and then you can also get the fucking credits in there as well. Or they're I, like, <laughs> I don't, they have the worst freeze frames of all possible. They do another one on Bunta, like way later in the movie, and it makes like no sense. And you're like, what is happening here? This is a movie. I'm jumping way ahead, but
1: this is a movie in which in which there is bloody dinosaur fights. <laughs> Alley. cavemen getting hit with <laughs> <laughs> cavemen being shot in the heart by a crossbow and a joke freeze frame like the end of a fucking episode of growing pains where it just freezes in the, in the, in the, and the the you expect the fucking credits to roll there's like a joke made a misogynistic joke about a cave woman being a, a, a serving girl and then it freeze frames like yes that's what i was like Zika. and
0: it's all like Buddha or
1: something movie and he just is like crazy
0: it's it's crazy. crazy because like so i i don't know like i'm i'm like it's like two-thirds of me like i'm like oh this is all intentional right like they, they everything no. here is like a Nothing joke about intent it. and it's like intentional and i can no. read it as like a satire of like all like of these like uncharismatic rich people who get everything that they want but they really really want to like destroy the world uh but like I say that but then they they try to layer in thrust having like an actual like morality which Can doesn't make stop any sense
1: thrust please
0: mastin Ma- Ma- so they try to make mastin uh <laughs> thrust uh, Mr. Have- thrust come on Mr. Thrust uh, they try to like give him like character like where he's like, "Uh, I really wasn't gonna shoot and kill that dinosaur because I I trust Doctor Kawamoto. And I'm like, "What? No, you don't. You obviously would gonna kill it instantly. Like, why are we trying to build up like a false like a, a false narrative of like this rich man like has some shit going on?" But also, this is live action DuckTales. This is what Scrooge McDuck. Okay, well we we'll this is what Scrooge McDuck would be like in the actual
1: world. So, here's the thing: fuck Scrooge McDuck, right? It, you know, Scrooge McDuck should be first in line for the guillotine. Okay, all right, and his fucking shitty child, his fucking nephew. Hey, right? whoa, look at that! Huey, Dewey, and Louie—they've just no Huey, Dewey, and Louie, no, Huey, and Dewey and doing Louie doing are it. next in line to fuck over the rest of the world. So, but Scrooge McDuck would be way fucking smarter about this situation. Okay, okay. Like, what do you what do you mean, Me- though? What I mean is that what I mean is that Mister Thrust is described as the richest person in the world. He they say at one point he owns the mint. First of all, nobody owns the mint.
0: Okay, he, he does. The fucking U.S. He Treasury owns, he the owns it. Mint. He He's owns it. He owns US- the mint
1: somehow. He's the U.S. Treasury. He's the richest person in the world, and this motherfucker takes one rifle, <laughs> and two people into one ship to this fucking to this fucking j- Jurassic time period, right? If he was if he was smart, if say Jeffrey Bezos was going to do this, he would have fucking split the I'm assuming is this under the ground? Is this under the earth? I didn't really understand Well, that. no, so it
0: seems like it's like a valley. So it kind of like it kind of Excuse so me, it,
1: it's a valley? So planes well,
0: weren't invented?
1: I don't understand what the fuck is going on in
0: this movie. Well, okay. You know what? I'm not sure why because (laughs) you're right because... It's a valley because they they can go over the mountains and then they're in the Arctic. And all they need to do is
1: fly a plane over the fucking side of it. Why <laughs> so, are they fucking around with this drill? Right. Jeff Bezos yeah. would have landed a hundred people and turned all of those fucking eight people into fucking Amazon work- workers in like an hour and a half. <laughs> well, from for fucking
0: one. <laughs> well, you're totally right, and I <laughs> and I hate the world. But I think okay. But here's the thing: he wants the challenge, and he wants to make it so that. Yeah, he doesn't, like, because he's not, I mean, okay, again, I think, so here's one of the problems is, I watched it once, and then I had I had the exact reaction you did, and then I watched it again, I was like, no, oh, man, this is subversive, man, this is fun <laughs> sure. now, it's subversive. <laughs>
1: like, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy watching this, this is, everybody should see this film, but it is fucking, like, this is bananas stupid.
0: I fucking love um. it. I love it. It's so it's so bad, but I you know I love it. I, it's so Wait. funny. So I look. So let's just a little bit pulling back behind the curtain. So the, oh I watched God. it like last year, right? And I gave the movie two two stars on Letterbox, right? And then I to watch it this time. And I'm like, man, that was crazy. Three and a half stars. So that's what I ranked it this time. So this is
1: like a negative 450 star film that makes it worth watching. Like the, <laughs> This film, the scene where he is unveiling what is going... First of all, there's so many... I- Andrew, by the time I was like five minutes into this film, I had four pages of notes that I took. Like, the fucking press conference he holds, where he's yelling at the fucking media, <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! Shut up! And he's like swinging his arms is... Insane. It was so fucking good. <laughs>
0: my, okay, my favorite part is the moment before that where he, for whatever reason, thinks that the guy is introducing him to a sex worker before he gets on stage. So, this is the first introduction. Wait, wait that's after, after the press conference, isn't it? No, it's right before it because he's about to okay. go on the thing.
1: No, 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 because she's I'll, in the no, no, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't realize.
0: Yeah, you're right. So yeah, if there's
1: introduced he thinks it's a sex worker. <laughs> he
0: finds out it's the girl. Let's go with him. Yeah, you're right. Oh yeah, my God. but when when that happens though, he's I like, "He
1: assumes uh, it's a
0: sex worker." I, he's just like, "Oh, you know, I'll, I'll maybe next time when I have some more time, I can I can get you Barney will give you my number." And I was like, "Oh, okay, that's like a normal thing." And then he just goes, "Jesus fucking Christ, Barney." And then just keeps <laughs> going. Like he just has a freak out. He's like, "What the She's wrong with you, Barney. And then just keeps going up. And I was like, why did you give her a rational thing if you're just going to yell at the dude? She's right there.
1: And I could talk four hours about every single outfit he wears. No, he wears one.
0: He wears one. (laughs) The hat he
1: puts on that looks like... Okay. (laughs) When they it get... was fucking parked on by another car for about three days and then picked it up and put it on his head.
0: <laughs> when they get onto the, like, the drill, they go down to the valley, okay, everyone has specific suits that are, like, designed to, like, be like, okay, yeah, you can, you're, like, in matching suits, like, you're, like, a member of the Fantastic Four. Right, World, like, like, and then yeah, fucking yeah, 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 spunky, it's like Armageddon, and then, like, everyone's in, like, suits to match, like, they're going up yeah, to yeah. the space Yeah, not thing. him, no not fucking him. way, no. I'm amazed no. he even put a helmet on, he's oh. got the same suit on, like, the same ratty-ass thing on, and the he's, like, ri-
1: the man that owns the U.S. Mint is wearing <laughs> clothes that look like... They were fucking taken off the body of a dead homeless person
0: and <laughs> put on. Well, because one, you know he's done that many times. Right? <laughs> he like, probably kills homeless people every day, yes. Probably. Um, that's probably but, his hunting thing, but...
1: Oh, and he's, I can't... I could talk about the sunglasses forever, too. Yes. Um He <laughs> is just... He is a mess. Like, I, I want to be clear, like... Richard Boone's been in some amazing movies, and he hasn't been awful in them, but he yeah. is groundbreakingly bad in this film. Like he is Tommy Wiseau level bad reads in this film. It's incredible
0: well, to see. I don't. I you know. I I don't know if I agree with that. Like I think he really does like get into this character. Like it's bad. Like because he's a bad person. The character's like a bad dude.
1: But so that makes him it. it talk insanely like some fucking
0: rich uh, people man they're different than us no
1: (laughs) (laughs) let me read you um some dialogue i wrote down that takes place later in the film to illustrate my point yeah i'm gonna do my best impersonation of um mr thrust okay this is um in the scene where you know Here's one thing that's really crazy about this film is that there are pe- – it's not just that he's a hunter and all that stuff. There are pieces of this film that you're, like, almost like, wow. I, and I think this is what you're talking about. This could be a really fucking good movie. Right.
0: It's I, I would say it's very it could well be, directed. I it, think it's oh, – I mean, But – but, but but it's by it directed in the way that it's composed, like the acting, directing. Okay. Back, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because he's probably like a, a, a. It sounded like it was like a Japanese fellow who was like, "Dude, you are super wasted. Uh, can you just give me give he's me one like take?" The <laughs>
1: George Lucas of fucking direct, of Japanese directors, like he cannot direct an actor <laughs> to save his life, but like. You know, all, everything else, like, the facts and all that stuff is dangerous. <laughs>
0: okay, clear. look, if fucking Yoda showed up every day, like, fucking uh, Richard Boone, like, no,
1: you know? So so this is, I, and then I'm, I'm just prefacing to get to the point of the, the dialogue, the monologue I'm going to read. But, it's actually dialogue, but just a piece of it. Um, They are, like, the thing is, the last dinosaur, you know, not just because he's 900 years old is Mr. Thrust, because he's fucking, like, you know, on this, essentially, this uh Moby Dick-esque, um, you know, campaign to stay there, because he went to the fucking Jurassic time period in a valley, in a drill, um, and is obsessed with killing this T-Rex, which, I guess, also is the last dinosaur, even though they've moved to... Maybe 10 feet the entire time they've been there. So who the fuck knows? Um, and they've already seen another, like you said mammal that disappeared, but I guess the T-rex is now the last dinosaur. Um, so they're trying, they're, he's having this argument with the geologist about whether they should stay or leave or leave the dinosaur alone, right? <clears throat> so he reads the line sort of like this: "It will not leave us alone. It will continue to plague us. <laughs> until we are changed, and oh, until we are chewed and swallowed and digested, and I am not
0: ready for that. <laughs> I love like, it. I love like, that though. It's just
1: like out <laughs> of control. Like how he reads a line.
0: Okay. On IMDb, they have three quotes that for the memorable quotes of this one. Okay. I am very concerned by who chose these just so we're going to get to that. What is that even from? No, that's me. Oh, 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 I am okay. concerned, You're concerned. You're that concerned. these are the that was quotes quote that they the chose. I was like, what? Like, okay, so the first one is Francesca. I can take giant turtles and dinosaurs, but leeches? Yuck.
1: Oh, my God. See, <laughs> when that happened, I was like... I'm definitely writing this down and remembering this, but so many fucking stupid shit happened after okay. that. I completely forgot that happened. <laughs> okay, here's that the next Bunda one. That had a fucking vile of salt <laughs> that he poured on the fucking leeches. Uh, the leeches, some and I was
0: like, is that how that works? Does that work? I've I meant to look that up. I was like, I don't
1: know. Was, was he carrying salt around in just in case they ran into giant
0: leeches? I, I can't believe we didn't talk about this one, because this was from right at the beginning. So for some reason, they call this character Thrust's girlfriend, although she was only there for like a minute. But anyways, so. <laughs> Can you this... imagine being?
1: <laughs> anyways, you okay. having to have a Thrust's girlfriend it... on your IMDb for the rest of your life. So that is awful.
0: This is when Thrust is like. she. They get off the plane. And he gives her a token of her appreciation, right? He gives her a thing. And she's like, what's this? He's like, it's a solid gold bullet. What what am I supposed to do with this? I, I I can't wear this. Well, if time gets real rough, you can bet oh, on I it. <laughs> like what? what? See tell him to shoot what? <laughs> like what? If that's a put
1: that it's... in a gun and shot him in the face with him. I wish that's what happened. <laughs> I would
0: have been like, No, if time to get rough, I'll sell the golden bullet you gave me. I won't shoot myself. And then what? here's the best part. Here's the best part. Wade, this is Wade. You told me. You swore to all of us that we were not going to harm the dinosaur. We were only supposed to take film and study it. This is when threats goes. You ding dong!
1: (laughs) They are missing the best line in this movie, which is when, after the press conference, he finds out that she's the person going with him, has been voted on unanimously by the press. To be the person to go with him because she's the best photographer, and he throws what could only be described as a temper tantrum. Right? <laughs> he starts yeah. screaming and waving his arms. And he says, "Get away from me! I gotta get some sleep." <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> you want to get some sleep. I love
0: it. I love it. I, I, like it's so weird. So, like, her character is just, like, the weirdest journey because, like, uh, Oh, she,
1: and then she is down to fuck thrust immediately. Oh like, right <laughs> after that, right after she sees him have an adult temper, temper tantrum <laughs> and piss himself in public and swing his arms around, she's like, I need to fuck that 89-year-old man immediately in my bedroom. That's what happens.
0: I, I've seen a lot of disturbing things on film. <laughs> But when, but when she goes, when he goes, I would like to say what, what your mouth tastes like. Oh my was, god,
1: that's <laughs> the worst line in history.
0: <laughs> and it works.
1: I would but, watch Saylo so, ag- again before so, I would listen to that fucking dialogue.
0: Oh yeah, oh my god. Uh, anyways, okay, so she, I was just, I was so we- So her character in
1: general, I want to just talk about this because. Can we talk about how she, they go to the I, fucking restaurant and she starts stripping in the fucking park? behind the restaurant immediately
0: Can oh we yeah and then woos him with a wc fields quote yeah <laughs> i remember um but this character at first i like at first i thought she was playing him to be like oh i'm gonna get on this and I, I i have no feelings for this guy i'm just like playing this like sexist old man to like get ahead or whatever because like she's she she makes it even sound like, for one, no. I was I was very concerned when so she was like, she was talking to Barney, this guy who first introduced her, and then, you know, Mason thought that she no. was sexual. Anyways, but she, she was like, oh, my daddy, my daddy was just like that. Nah, now my daddy thinks I can rule the world. I'm oh, going to be, be president. I can be president one day. And he's like, oh, a woman president? Now we're in ha, 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 ha. Like he just says, like, oh, wow, uh-huh. you're funny, lady. But I was like, so this guy, this, so she so she had, like, it, was it trying to s- establish in the script father issues? And then that's how she ends up having feelings for this guy? Because I was like, oh, this lady, she's getting ahead in the world, just making the, a fool out of this, like, shitty rich dude so she can get her scoop, get her Ooh, photos. She just likes to fuck everything. mummies. And then then everything is cool. I was like, okay, yeah, like this is fine. Like I can see where this is going. Um, And then uh, he saves her from getting tackled, and they get all in mud, and they're like rolling around. Oh (laughs) god, this
1: movie's so disgusting.
0: They're they're rolling around in mud, and um, I'm just like, wait a minute, they're like actually like flirting right now. Like, why? I was like, what's happening? And then you
1: gloss right over the part where she brings him into her bedroom and shows fucking pictures and he is full blown trying to dry hump her okay. in a bed and we <laughs> have to watch it
0: yes that's true too what i was more concerned about is how many projectors did she have because the 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 language of the editing makes it look like there's there's one on one side of the screen that's being showed, and there's like images on the other side being. Oh, there's no. other
1: images being showed on the other screen. <laughs> oh, no. They're no. watching porno. No, no, excuse me, but can you explain to me how um, Larry Flint missed the opportunity to name his company Thrust Industries?
0: Oh, one, that's that is a good question. I guess I can. Sorry, I should. We should continue. I want to get through. I'm sorry. I want to get through, Frankie. So I can just get get so so she then starts having a relationship with one of the least likable characters in any fucking movie, and except that, for
1: the actual main character, is more no, unlikable. No, which is no unbelievable. Nobody's
0: more unlikable yes, is. than this geologist by the name of Chuck Wade. This guy is one thousand percent the textbook example of a fuck boy. Like in the dictionary, if you look it up. You talk to any woman, it'd be like, fuck boy. They'd be like, oh, yeah, that geologist from The Last Dinosaur. I know him well. And, like, this dude, he's a fucking weird creepo. He's, like, the guy who, like, plays the nice guy card until you go, like, yeah, that's okay, I'm not actually in your relationship, but we can still be friends. And then he goes, Rah, I'm actually Mason Frost Jr. True.
1: Like, True. He's,
0: And he's so ineffectual. He's just so ineffectual. He's, like, useless. I, he just whines all the time. And, um, he should have been the one who house house keeps while she hunts. Well, I understand. The Jazzist is an incel,
1: and I totally understand what you're you're getting at. He's, like, a nice guy, right? He's, like, the dude who's, like... But on the other hand, right? You're stuck in a prehistoric time, and there's one woman, and she's gonna choose that old motherfucker (laughs) who's the most insane, annoying, crazy...
0: But as soon as, as soon as it's like they're actually going to stay, she chooses him and there's like a thing and then he actually gets his feeling Uh, hurt and then she's like there's a scene, okay, there's a scene (laughs) where he's like, I'll he sees them kissing, right? This is after they find out they're stranded because the T-Rex just decided to pick up the thing and just throw it in his graveyard. <laughs> There's no explanation for that, by the way. <laughs> the, the T-Rex is like, oh, this is shiny. I'm just going to pick this up and throw this in the, the yard. They're just with them. But anyways, uh, so um, also I don't know how they get it out. They, have no, they never explain really how they
1: got it out. I also don't understand how they establish that the T-Rex sounds like you know, as often happens, like Jurassic Park, like the whole ground shakes when the T Rex, you know, shows up. But in multiple scenes, this T Rex is just sneaking up on people like a fucking ninja, and oh, yeah. is, spying. Is, is, he's spying in the
0: foliage, watching them. Like, yeah, but fucking... I can't. I did think the water scene was cool. And she sees the reflection, and she looks up. oh, it's a dinosaur! Ah! and then she charges it, which I was like, "What?" Oh, I, I think.
1: Twerk. I um, think. Well, I, I'm, can I? Can I comment on two things i think are really good in this movie i think you already hit on one which i think the special effects are really cool like i think they're a little cheesy they're rubbery but they're cool i like them
0: yes I, I, dig I, them. I think i think i think the thing that is that is worth noting is that they're filmed around it really well right like yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they have the the effects and they have the budget and, and like they're if they never gonna have the budget to do like a full-blown huge awesome uh, thing, but they put enough of like the the settings and like the way that they have the environment play into effect and the way that the creature like interacts with the environment. Mm-hmm. And there's mm-hmm. like especially that scene in the bone in the boneyard when they're having a fight. Uh, like there's a lot of smoke coming up that looks like really atmospheric and that stuff. And it's like it's really bloody, bloody. So like I, I do really like that part. So what's the what's the, oh, and the fight with the t- the the, the uh, triceratops
1: is fucking great. Like that's really bloody, rips it. You know. Um, the other thing, part of the orchestral theme for this movie is fucking great. Yeah, like, yeah, flat out. Part of it's a little like insane. Like they'll be like they'll be like thrust. will be like take one step to the side and be like dum dum dun, 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 dun. <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on? All he's doing is turning his head. But the other orchestral theme, like the theme theme, is incredible. Is really good
0: oh yeah um, yeah i i agree i love what it's doing like it's doing the last dinosaur but it's like doing it without the like without the lyrics so the lyrics are taking out and it's yeah. just like the orchestral beats and oh, I'm yeah, just like, it's like great he is the last dinosaur you're right movie well that's yeah that's like
1: what almost fools this this is what makes this film i think a great bad movie is
0: that and I mean... Like, and yeah, I, I also agree that it's a great, bad movie. That's, I think I, it's a yeah.
1: legendarily bad, great movie. Like, I, I think, like, this... I would put this up with any of the fucking films, very close to any of the films that you people watch and make fun of. I'd watch I, this over any Birdemic any day of the week. I think yeah. it's way funnier. Yeah, I, I do think
0: that... Because there's, like, action stuff that happens and there's some stuff they enjoy kind yeah. of thing. with a lot of those movies that just like... I've never enjoyed the room like i've, I've seen the clothes oh, i think then. the room
1: is super funny but like this After, is like but... on that level like it's um the thing that makes the room funny is like the incredible bad acting and a line delivery and terrible dialogue and this film has that like right. it has a a very bad performance of some atrocious dialogue that's nonsensical and weird, right. and there's the weird sexual stuff that you come yeah. out of nowhere. So, yeah, and you're so, like, what the fuck is going? And Buddha's just standing there, like, I think he can talk. He's like, I'm not gonna say shit to these fucking people.
0: I he like I I mean like they do establish that he can talk in long shots, right? Because like there are scenes where he is talking to Thrust, and then Thrust is like. Bunta says this, and I was like, well, they were not directly by him, or did he just do they speak the same language? And Thrust is just the ultimate <laughs> asshole and just never decides to talk to him, which is
1: probably pretty true. They, you know what this reminds me of? Know what he's sort of like? Is like, Thrust is sort of like a royal tenon bomb. Like, he, he's like. <laughs> He's Holy like shit. this fucking rich dude who like probably isn't actually rich. Like he's lying about it and he has this manservant. <laughs> this
0: is this, is, this is totally a Wes Anderson movie. We didn't know. We didn't know. It was his he, first movie.
1: This is like almost – like if you took Gene Hackman and put him in this role,
0: <laughs> it would be incredible.
1: Honestly, The Last
0: Dinosaur would be a good theme for the Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah. That's like literally the plot of the Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah. Actually. Yes. This is yes. Um. And by the way, I
1: love that fucking movie. That's I my do. favorite Wes Anderson movie. I, I think, um,
0: it does share themes with that movie. Like, yeah. Really That's does. wild. That's like, wild. Legit. Okay. So um, let me let me paint paint a picture for you. So your you know woman who you're fond of. Uh, it's unclear. Um, you know, you're you're a very old man. You don't really know what love is. Is trapped in a cave with a T Rex, like at the edge of the cave. Okay. Okay. So, how the fuck are you gonna handle this? Well, I'm, so, I'm it, certainly not going to solve it
1: like it's a fucking Saturday morning cartoon, entire rock to its tail. No. Okay.
0: <laughs> this is like worse than a Saturday morning cartoon. This is like the uh, like a return to Monkey Island uh, thing where you would have to look it up 10 years later because you're stuck in the exact same puzzle for ages. This is like a LucasArts thing that you're just like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? And it's like, oh, you were supposed to take the key from the second drawer and then open the lock. <laughs> where this one, it's like, oh, you were supposed to make a whole bunch of rope like, you just say that to Bunta. He looks at a Bunta. He's like, Bunta, get the rope. And, like, Bunta's probably like, Yes, this no is a very rope.
1: Royal bomb thing. He's like, like, go get me 20 feet of rope. Hey, and while his, like, foot's up on the rock and he's just standing there, go get me 20 foot of rope. Hey, then go uh, tie that to the tail of the T-Rex while I'm standing there watching yeah. you. <laughs>
0: like, that's exactly you what fuck. just happened. And, you like, he's like, thrust, you motherfucker. You do it. But – uh, and then the, the T-Rex chases him and I was like – I was so confused because I, fake food, I at first thought they were going to push the rock and then that was going to roll down and then it's going to take her away. <laughs> but no, they it's get the dumber. attention. They get the attention of the T-Rex. He's like, red, come and get me. You Ooh, big do-do-do-do. bag of nothing? Yeah, exactly. You they big start, bag, like, bag of nothing? Yeah, and they go down a hill and then the T-Rex is like slowly coming down the hill that's kind of like crumbling. And then he gets to a point. And he's like, "Whoa!" And then the rock comes like he goes too far because he's kind of slides down, and the rock comes comes down, and like the rock goes past the T Rex, and a move that would be like fucking straight out of the fucking Road Runner. Is- like the T Rex is like, "Whoa! What you do?" It? There and, is some legitimate slapstick in this film, and, and the, this is one of those moments. The suit actor takes a tumble because you can tell that a <laughs> suit actor is in that suit at that point because it has mowed and it's done some emotion. And it just slams on the back and gets dragged down the hill. And you're like, damn, that actor took a fall. Like that did actor. This
1: shit movie.
0: That, that actor broke a rib. did like freaking, uh, you know, classic Charlie Chaplin slapstick move. For this movie, like he he went there. There's a scene later. There's some.
1: <laughs> there's a scene later where a horde of well, we didn't even talk. We didn't really even talk about the fact that there's like cavemen here.
0: Yeah. I we, guess. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's and talk. And there's the
1: scene <laughs> where this horde of cavemen come and they treat them sort of like zombies, like they're like encroaching on them, like going to eat them. Um, <laughs> there's this horde of fucking cavemen standing outside like threatening to eat all the rabbits i guess is the idea and they're eating all the food because these fucking people just can't move somewhere else and go hunting or whatever so (laughs) thrust creates a fucking crossbow as you do as you do it walks out and all the cavemen are standing around and just Unloads a bolt right in one of their fucking hearts <laughs> and it's like it tra- murders it. <laughs>
0: it's and like a dramatic it- scene where it's like it's like slow motion and like <laughs> it it's takes like, the, like 40 the tank.
1: seconds and all the cavemen turn their heads and look at the one that has a fucking bolt in its throat in its fucking heart and watch it crumble to the ground in slow mo. Zack Snyder slow mo to the ground. It is a sight to behold. Yeah.
0: Eat it your is... eat your heart out, freaking Stanley Kubrick. Like <laughs> this eh, this shows the evolution because you you hear that they're responding to the like threats because like they start using spears. They're responding because of to the that. thrust. And, <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Oh yes. Anyways, to the yeah, the because they start using spears and like they start evolving along with them, which I thought I thought was actually an interesting thing that they could have done something with, but they don't. They just it, that it, literally it they is. get shot in the in the heart and then they piece out. Although, they, how the fuck were they hunting without spears? That seems like I don't know. They were throwing rocks at rabbits.
1: I don't know what they were eating. I don't know what they were doing. And I don't understand why we acted like we couldn't come up with so. Oh man, this movie is a mess. So <laughs> they have this big to do about how they don't have, they can't hunt, they can't find anything. They've been stuck. Time is really weird in this movie. Like suddenly they'll be like, we've been here three years or something, and you're like, what the fuck? So still wearing the same clothes. So they <laughs> and how they out hunted everything, right? And they're out, and they're only using spears. And then. There's this big climax with the fucking t-rex. and suddenly they're building a fucking catapult and fucking explosive with gunpowder. That's what i, I I'm was like
0: so weirded out by the what? explosives because I was like, so wait, where did he get the explosives <laughs> yeah. from? Like, you I get guess the I could.
1: Gunpowder? Ex- what is going on? Yeah, like I mean, why I, didn't you just make a gun? You brought one gun that jammed once, and you threw, threw it in it the away. dirt and left it.
0: He threw it, threw it away, down. which meant he had like a whole bunch of other like ammunitions that he made into grenades to attack the T. Which he doesn't. He doesn't kill the T. Rex
1: it in the head with a fucking boulder, <laughs> yeah. and because it's made of rubber, it
0: caves in,
1: and then it falls over again in slow mo. <laughs>
0: like I thought that would have been cool, though. <laughs> like if there's like blood and like that was the death of it. But no, it just gets back up, and it's like, dude, what the fuck? And then he just like throws some grenades at, him and he just goes like, I'm just gonna leave now. Like you're he grenades. <laughs> he makes grenades. I don't know. Maybe he found out
1: how to make it in the wild, and that, they just didn't tell us. This is some like army of darkness shit. Like just <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> this, you know, oh my god, this character is almost like if you put the lines into Bruce Campbell, like it would have been brilliant, right? Like, oh, I yes. think, I think it's like that. They think they need that person who's like you're like. You, you could conceivably be charmed by them, even though they're wrong and stupid and yes. backwards, right? Like, that's yes. probably what you need.
1: This character needed charisma. Desperate.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah. He has no charisma. charisma. Um, we literally, no. At one point, we see him just on screen drinking. Uh, Like, if you watch that scene, so it's before they go on the thing, when they have the meeting, where they're all like, getting champagne. If you just pay attention, Richard Boone just downs his <laughs> He's, he's like, boom! It's like me in college. Like, he just, bam! He's like, we'll buy him. bring on the second one. And you're like, damn, dude, damn. I mean, oh, it's just... God. Do you want to talk about... Okay, so let's talk about how... I want to talk about how that fucking T-Rex, when
1: he's fighting the Triceratops, straight up gets stabbed in the dick. <laughs> and then... <laughs> and then... is <laughs> still kicking. That's the same T-Rex, evidently. So this T Rex has been stabbed in the groin, and he's got a he's got a spear. Had a boulder once. crushed him in the head. A boulder crushed him in the head. Yeah, dragged down the hill by a boulder tied to its tail. <laughs> Grenades thrown at it, and it's still kicking.
0: Yeah, it badass. <laughs> okay. it's badass. Okay, badass. So we talked about the fact that there are like a like a, a feral Neanderthal tribe on the on the island. And they all have weird patches of hair, except for the one lady that there's gonna be made a character and is going to be the one who falls for Richard Boone. And there's like a the very end of this movie Is that what the end of this movie is? Yes, that at the end of this movie is them locking eyes and being like <laughs> <laughs> the, the this movie ends with them
1: getting... <laughs> This movie ends with the other two getting in the drill, going back home, and thrust making fuck eyes with a wild tall woman. <laughs> That's the end of this movie.
0: Yeah, and the idea is that it's like he's he's such a dinosaur. The only prehistoric uh, a woman could could fall for him <laughs> at that point. Oh my god, I can't fucking cry. <laughs> There's so much about this movie. Okay,
1: you gave this movie <laughs> the end with a man. About to fucking Neanderthal, three stars on Letterbox. I'll I just give want it, to make that. Clear. I'll give it
0: four if you keep if you keep I want
1: to make that clear for anyone who's <laughs> listening to this.
0: Okay, so um, I heard the way that they they treat her. I believe it was was it Freya? Oh, Hazel. Sorry, it's Hazel. Hazel Which is, is the, the name, name of one of my daughters. So that was that's really weird. That that is strange. Um. So, um. Hazel is basically she's brought in at one point because she's curious and she's like taking all the ladies, uh, stuff that drops and all these random stuff. So she's got got a purse, a sight. Yeah,
1: exactly. a purse.
0: Yeah, exactly. she has got <laughs>
1: wait, 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 wait. Can we back up a second? The woman he's about to fuck at the end of this movie—that's a wild Neanderthal. There's a scene earlier where he literally gets up and screams in her face and says, "Get
0: out of my camp, you freak!" And yeah, this is
1: the same woman.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. yeah, Sorry. this is Hazel. That's Hazel. That's uh, okay. that is Hazel. Okay. So uh-huh. she, yeah, so she comes and you know she starts to befriend the group, only thanks to Frankie. Like Frankie's the only human being in this entire story, especially near the end, where she's just like has some empathy, but they completely destroy her uh, agency. I- I- I'm sorry, though,
1: Andrew. Like I hear what you're saying. I understand her plea, but if this man is acting the way he is, oh, I, I, you I'm... need to bash his fucking head in with a rock. No, no, you, if you if, don't get in a fight with him, if that, you don't you? You don't like? Hey, we're gonna leave. No, I'm gonna stay and Fuck the dinosaur. He's about to shoot them with the with the crossbow. You say nothing. You let him go to sleep peacefully as ten. you go, Okay, yeah, man, yeah, man, I'm on your side, let's do this. And then you wait till he's asleep and you find a giant rock and you crush it the fuck in like Piggy from Lord of the
0: Flies. No, like, you just just you vote him out in the election. That's all you gotta do. That's what you gotta do. Uh anyway, anyways, so I, I only well, met. he's not gonna do anything. I'm just gonna say- I only meant by taking Hazel in is when she has like still she has empathy and then she like oh, has yeah, an yeah, empathy yeah, yeah. disorder where she's like, I guess I still empathize with the worst human being possible. It's like she's about to write a Wall Street dirt Journal article about why you should forgive uh. <laughs> Forgive Thrust Christ. supporters. Um, She's online
1: making Avengers memes with fucking on oh, um, no. the Oh, my God. I want
0: to remake the Avengers endgame thing, but with all the characters from this movie. Oh God. oh,
1: God. Oh, my God. If Thrust could be Captain America, I went back in time.
0: <laughs> and fucking the, the dinosaur I, is there with, like, a rock on his head. With like oh, like God. Um, uh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yes.
1: I think she just wanted another woman around on these. Cause well, yeah,
0: it's, like, straight so Straight up. I was just, like... "Rust
1: is definitely a rapist.
0: <laughs> well, yeah.
1: Come on.
0: Well, yeah. That dude. Like, it, yeah, he's, yeah, he's definitely...
1: Come on. Like, he's up in her bedroom immediately. Yeah. Trying to... I, I can't believe she invited him up into her bedroom. Like, I understand she wanted the job,
0: but, uh... What you, ha- you know, that dude. But here's the thing, though. The movie does not tell us. The movie decides to drop that it was just for a job. We're supposed to believe that she was actually interested in him. That yeah. was what the movie is telling us. I need to re I need to that's, change my <laughs> That's score. why changed my skills.
1: Not not you know, listen, ladies, do whatever you want, right? Like do, Okay, but this was this, written right? by a man, man,
0: man, F- man. fuck
1: whoever you want except for this dude you know what i mean like that you know and you do not and you know and i'm not gonna victim blame right but do not invite the richest man in the world into oh, your bedroom ever no, no. because he is uh going to do something very bad and cover it up with lawyers for sure and probably have you killed he's treating she's a, he's he's a, in there's nothing wrong with sex work i support sex workers but if you're going to assume a woman you meet is a sex worker immediately,
0: it's, <laughs> I have... I just yeah. have so many questions about him and Barney's relationship now, right? <laughs> like, is this one of think like, where he's just, like, uh, he's like, yo, man, I, I remember when you had to make that big speech. Like, you know, I got... This is what I do every time. Or, more accurately, Barney was like, what? What are you talking about? What? I've never given you this. Like, why are you just assuming this? Like, what not Barney...
1: Yeah, and Barney's like a cartoon character. You know? He's like... The way he reacts to stuff, when they're like at the restaurant. Yeah. So they're at this restaurant, right? First of all, playing the most racist fucking... Because they're at a Japanese restaurant. They might as well be hitting gongs. It's like, fucking crazy. And they're sitting down There's a um, nice to eat this Japanese
0: restaurant, nice It's ice. beautiful.
1: I'm sure that dinner's amazing, too. I love Japanese food. So, they're, they're there, right? Yeah. And she proceeds... To be dressed in the kimono, first of all. She's first of all, she's in the kimono. Flirting with thrust, correct? Yes. Pretending to be a server, I think. Yes. Which is insane. That's yep, yeah, that's ooh. insane. And then when he like hits on her, like flirts with her, right? She's like, I gotta say I'm sorry to her, or whatever, right? Oh no, no. That that, that comes after. That's after she then proceeds to jump out of the restaurant. She jumps out of the restaurant, into the lawn, amongst the bushes, and starts getting naked. Yeah, she's in, like, a negligee. Yeah. And Uh, then he turns to our friend and is like, I have to go say sorry to her. And he's like, she never said sorry to anybody. (laughs) It's like a fucking crazy cartoon character reaction. Okay,
0: so... That actor, the one who played Barney. I looked at his, you know, I looked at his IMDb. Not, Not too much in acting credits, but he's only produced one thing. A reality TV show called True Beauty in 2010. Several models compete to be chosen as the most beautiful person, but they are not told that the real purpose of the competition is to choose the one with the most beautiful personal qualities such as character, virtue, honesty, etc. Hmm. Probably hmm. probably a bunch of people who should be on jail. Probably probably. <laughs> okay, can we talk about what he says that Bunta's name is? What, what, what it uh, means. We, oh.
1: <laughs> it's something like, I, I don't, I'm trying to recall memory. I have. Something like a man with a hundred wives and a thousand cows. Is that what it is? Yes, and a thousand like, head of cattle.
0: And then useless fuck boy, geologist man, makes a joke that seems as if he's saying that is it? he said like, is it one or the other? Like I think that's what he says. Like I think he's like, wait, team, like you can only get owner of wives and a thousand head of cattle or what? And everyone laughs at him. Like I was like, what?
1: That's not a joke. But First that is.
0: All, that's supposed to be a joke. Everyone's like, wow,
1: wow, 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 wow. How was that fun?
0: Would he, would Frusher turned to
1: him and said, "No, you dipshit." I said, "And it was in the fucking <laughs> name, and you ding Do dong, you, speak English? you ding dong, you ding dong, you ding
0: dong. Get away from me." I need some sleep! <laughs> you, you every night, like, when your kids are, like, coming after you, like, yeah, get away from me! Need some That's sleep.
1: what I'm gonna say every night to my children. <laughs> get away
0: from me! I need some uh, sleep! That's
1: what I say when they get up at 6 o'clock in the morning.
0: <laughs> yeah, I need some sleep! <laughs> get away from
1: me! Oh my god, this movie.
0: There's so much. It's, yeah. Yeah. So... I, uh a dead uh, there's a dead chicken chost after some misogyny oh that's
1: the moment that's like the freeze frame fucking like
0: the, comedy yep
1: yep like the end if they had rolled credits right after that over the freeze frame this would be the greatest fucking movie <laughs> ever because <laughs> it's
0: literally like that it's like this does kind of feel like a tim and eric sketch that's kind of <laughs> this what this does. movie does feel like because especially with like a character who's like the acting and the performances that are like going like in a way crazy like freeze frames that are again it freeze frames on punta not after he catches the chicken it's like the, it's a scene right before he catches the chicken so the chicken is like a blur it's like a blur and you're like Okay, guys, oh, let so the camera good. run for a few more so frames, good. and then stop it. That's... It but, uh, <laughs> like, it's crazy. It's like...
1: I hear what you're saying. Like, it's almost... Potentially like, a genius anti-comedy. Like they, like, they set up, like, this Bunta talk. Yes, he's very eloquent. And, like, what happens is, like, there's all these moments where Bunta looks at Thrust, like he's gonna speak, but they just cut away before he says anything. And it's insane. It's insane. Like, he looks like he's gonna say something. And they, like, slow pan to his face and then cut away before he says anything. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah
0: oh my god oh my god it was it was very weird um, uh, you know unfortunately uh, the actor who played Bunta uh, Luther Rackley he did die in 2017 um, but it was very weird reading his like obituary because it mentions the last dinosaur and wow. then the next sentence talks about but the thing that he was most proud about was about his, his relationship with Catholicism and I'm like he would have been like extradited from the church if anyone saw this movie <laughs>
1: It is insane that they just have him carrying around this fucking spear everywhere. And... He
0: and he, he just dies? Like, he doesn't get, like, a good death. He just yeah, dies? Yeah,
1: he gets stomped on. Yeah, that's all the T-Rex does. Like, what? Same with the
0: doctor. But the doctor gets right? stomped on? Like, it's
1: just like, dude, you have teeth. Use them. Anyone that's not a white person just dies in this fucking movie, by the way. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. I mean, is around for a while. I was a actually, I was expecting him to be the first to go, quite honestly. So I was at least pleasantly surprised. And by the way, he's the one that gets, aside from the rock to the head, probably the best shot at the T Rex. He fucking spears the fuck out of that thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he does the 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 rock tying to the tail. So I mean, okay. So here's the
0: thing. Do you think Bunta even knew that they were leaving? Because they he, no. he probably doesn't speak English. <laughs> And thrust like translates everything to him, like conceivably, because it seems like there's some version of communication happening. So he didn't even realize that they were getting out of there. They no. don't care about Bunta when they're about to leave. They no. want to go and save Trump. Like why? I'm like why? But you could you don't know Trump. that Buta is dead. You Trump. should <laughs> you should make sure. that... <laughs> That you don't bother with him. Why don't you say Bunta? The perfectly rational guy who has is not he's just all he's done is like hunt and like hang out and like he's not
1: he's not like listen, Bunta. We have the best rocks, (laughs) the biggest rocks, it'll be over very quickly. Very quickly, you'll be over. We have the best people working on it. We have the best catapult makers in the world. (laughs) Everyone says it. Everyone says it's the best.
0: (laughs) When they're making the catapults and, like, Fuckboy and Buta are doing all the work and he's just sitting there. He's just sitting there watching them make it. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I've had so many bosses like that. Like, it's so many bosses. You do all the work and, like, they're just sitting up there like, yeah, I did it all. Yep, that's me. Fucking man. And we're gonna make the dinosaurs
1: pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind. Second. of it's wild. This, guys. I think, I, I think we described almost everything that happens in this movie, um, but it still pales in comparison to watching it for sure. Like this movie <gasps> should be seen by everyone.
0: Okay. Children, the elderly. Yes. Everyone. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Um so Andrew Alexander Grasshoff, I guess I called him Andrew in the Andrew Grasshoff. No, no, I call him Andrew. Anyways, um, he had another movie he produced the following year after this. It's a ripoff of a very famous nineteen seventy seven movie. And not one of the ones that I named before. What do you think it is?
1: a ripoff of a 1977
0: film yes. movie? Yes, and this is 1978. Not the one of the ones, you, so not Close nope.
1: Encounters. No, but it was one of the Not Star
0: Wars. Was, was, is that what you mean? One of the, yeah, but it was one of the top ten earners of that year.
1: Ooh. See, being a, a horror fan, I want to say like Suspiria, but it's definitely not that. Um, Smokey and the Bandit?
0: Yes! And it is called Smokey and the Good Time Outlaws. What? (laughs) Also known as Smokey and the Outlaw Women. How do you not get fucking... How do
1: you not... How do you not get sued for that? Smokey? You're just calling him Smokey?
0: Yeah. Yep. Yep. But I so I think it's a different spelling of Smokey. Let me just check because I think that may, maybe that's how they got away with it. Excuse me. This movie has slim Pickens in it? Yep. No. Holy shit. Wow. I mean, like, I have to assume. Yeah, it is just a ripoff, right? Yeah. J.D. and the Salt Flat Kid have dreams <laughs> of country singer stardom and a habit of getting into trouble after meeting a talent agent in a jail cell. The two buddies leave their small town and set off for Nashville with hopes of making it to grand old, to the grand old Opry on an adventure full of music, laughs, and crazy antics. Yeah, it's a hundred percent a ripoff of, of Smokey and the Pants. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah. So um, that's what uh, Alexander. Grasshoff did, and I'm glad I mentioned his name because I did look in the notes. I, for whatever reason, called him Andrew Grasshoff because I guess I was committed to uh, making it seem like I had something to do with the production of this movie. Um, <laughs> you, you know who the Salt Flat Kid
1: is? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Dennis Fimple. Do you know who that is? No, I don't. He's the dude that plays Grandfather Hugo in fucking House of a Thousand
0: Corpses. Oh the- my god. Uh, I just posted uh, the image of the poster in the chat. And I just want you to open up that poster for a second. Oh, dear God. And um, there's some imagery. There's some imagery in this poster. And um, I'm not not so comfortable with it. It kind of looks like... So, everybody, gather
1: around. So this poster features a giant phallic drill... (laughs) sprouting up through the ground with featuring in giant letters thrust on the side of it okay Mm -hmm. yeah that's what this that's and um (laughs) a t-rex staring at it and shocked like oh my god yeah, pretty much. That's, that's that's what. And then in the bottom left, there's like you know um, the T Rex sticking his head in the T the, the triceratops' mouth for some reason. And I forgot we didn't even mention there is a pterodactyl in this movie as well. Yeah, and um,
0: he just pop. It just pops around at, at
1: random points, like. And I guess technically those aren't dinosaurs. Is that the idea? No, is that why the T Rex is the last dinosaur. Is I, because well,
0: yeah. I mean, well, yeah. I, I mean, I creatures? can guess if that's what they're if they're da- if that's what they're like considering. Um, yeah, cause I guess he killed, he, there's like a mammal running around and he killed the Triceratops. Although the movie seems to think that the mammal was a dinosaur. So I don't really, I don't want to give him too much credit. Um, uh, it's, it's because so ter- funny, Pterodactyls
1: though. are pterosaurs, right? Not dinosaurs. Correct? Yeah.
0: If yeah. I'm correct. like they're yes. flying reptiles, but paradat- yes. Pterodactyls, okay. which is why the movie where I talked about is the legend of dinosaurs and monster birds. Um, doesn't have either because it has a plesiosaur, which is a marine reptile, and a rattosaurus, which is a flying reptile. That's not a bird. Mm. Um, so that the other <laughs> seventy-seven movie doesn't have either. Still more scientifically accurate than, then, this film. than this film, of course. Of course, I love how this poster. There's no image of Richard Boone. At all. I
1: mean, as, you
0: know. Oh, I thought... But, like, even... Even, like, if you look at the... There's, like, other actors there who are in the suits and everything like that, but they're like, we cannot put Richard Boone's face on this poster or else we're doomed. This is... That would be the worst thing that we could do. He...
1: This is... I mean, this is a legendary performance, I'm just gonna say. I mean, I think you have to put him on the poster because he's the most important thing about this movie. Like, ah, man, it is amazing yeah it is amazing someday somebody's gonna figure out that this film is amazing and start showing it in theaters and people are gonna go there when you know the world
0: opens again at some point the next movie for whatever reason they out in the same year he voiced like richard boone for the same company for rankin bass also voiced smog in the hobbit the tv movie for the hobbit (laughs) now what yeah I need to now listen That he's the voice of smog? Yeah, you know, in that film? Yeah. He is great. Um, <laughs> as the voice of smog. <laughs> Maybe that that's his, like hangover voice or whatever like he's like I got a hangover When I got a hangover I do the the hobbit in the morning and then I and I get get my get my jacket and then I to I, I, I mean
1: he's 100 times better than fucking um Oh uh, better
0: just Cumberbatch or whatever.
1: Yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch in that in the fucking um, The Desolation of smog,
0: Right? Yep. And his last... Richard Boone's been... The last movie by Richard Boone. Wow! Richard Boone, the guy who directed this movie directed another movie with Richard Boone. There's a movie, the last one he did was a movie where Richard Boone and Toshiro Mufune were in the same movie called The Bushido Blade. Mm. He has to be hammered he has to be hammered. He's almost dead at that point. He's got to be so hammered. Oh, man. He, and
1: Richard Boone has has a pretty decent career. Like, he, you know, really did the rounds in some westerns and were some really good ones. He was in – he had his own TV show. You know, he was in Have Gun, Will Travel. You know, he's an hombre. Um He's in the halls of Montezuma, he's in fucking a ton of great I, I think I mentioned before he's in the big sleep. Yeah like he's in he's in the original Dragnet movie. Like he is in stuff. And he's also in this And he's in this fucking yeah. movie and he is a disaster. <laughs> so is it that is glorious. Is
0: that your is that those kind of like your your final thoughts? Like the
1: I could talk about this movie for the rest of my life. I'm 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 not being hyperbolic. Like this movie is so insane.
0: Somebody should do a minute by minute podcast.
1: <laughs> uh, good luck. You'll be like fucking. You'll be drinking like a fucking Richard <laughs> Boone <laughs> by the, the time you get through that.
0: Oh man, I I really hope that like they show this at AA. Like this is a movie that like they show at <laughs> AA. They're like. When you're at the bottom of the barrel, this is what you do to your family. Ding dong, (sighs) ding dong. I I want to get. I want to get one of those those doorbells that you could program every time. (laughs) Just go, you ding dong, whenever you ring the
1: doorbell. (laughs) You ding dong. (laughs) You ding dong. You ding dong. You ding dong. You mentioned a few times, um, you know how. crazy the geologist is as well how shitty he is right and that's um, Stephen Keats right who's playing Chuck Wade who has
0: again been in a lot of like amazing movies like the Friends of of Eddie Coyle is like one of my favorite he's in Death Wish he's in fucking a ton of shit yeah exactly Um, um,
1: he I'm not sure like he gets crazier and crazier as well in this film like he's his his, is he, like, starts kind of, like, as a smarmy prick. You know, a nice guy, like you said, but he sort of becomes unhinged. And I'm not quite sure whether that's designed in the character because the rest of this film is so sloppily put together or that's just him, how he's acting, having to be on set with Richard <laughs> Boone for fucking the entire thing. And his performance is, like, I'm sick of this motherfucking shit. Like, he, he looks... <laughs> He <laughs> looks like he is, um, yeah.
0: And that's like he—he's just like I gotta get this thing moving so I can get the fuck out of Japan and get right. back to America. Right. <laughs> oh my right. god. Yeah. You know what? that's fair. That's fair. Well, that was the last dinosaur. Um. And watch it, everyone. Watch Please. it. Enjoy it. Do yourself a favor. It.
1: You can watch it for free on the internet.
0: And as you sh- do it, as you should, as you should, it is quite the, uh, quite the film. Jason, where can we find you on uh, the internet and learn all about know. your ding, ding dong? <laughs>
1: Get away from me. I need some sleep. Um, I, that's how I'm going to end every podcast <laughs> from now. on. Huh? Get away from me in the recorded fucking audio that you've clicked on and you're nowhere near me. <laughs> Okay? Get away from me. I need some sleep. Um, you could find me um, you know, badad 2 6 on Twitter. Um, and also uh, I have a little podcast, Moments of Madness, where I talk about television and politics and social issues and where they come into play together. Um, the last episode was the Halloween episode uh, I did with Andrew where we talked about Garfield and his nine lives. Um, and that is out there. I have a new episode coming out this week, and then um, an episode with Adam, the spaceman lawyer, where we talk about um, an episode designing women in the AIDS epidemic. So that's. Ooh,
0: wow. Probably the opposite of fun, but an interesting.
1: very interesting it's much less fun than the last dinosaur um it's a little it's it's a little sad it's a little sad if this was a tv show it would be applicable to your
0: your your podcast
1: (laughs) oh god uh man i don't even know what i talk about there's too many social issues brought up by this film racism misogyny dinosaur hunting you know yeah big game hunting oh yeah we didn't didn't talk about that yeah we didn't didn't touch on
0: that. yeah we didn't really even get into that but like i think i think both of us like one you're vegan i'm a vegetarian uh uh, 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 we obviously are not pro big game hunters i fucking hate big game hunters hunting for sport is like the the, to me honestly this
1: film anti big game hunting though like it felt like i was like oh this is interesting making it like this dude who's rich going to kill the last of a species because he's addicted to big game hunting could be a cool film. To be honest, and like I was like the ending of this I don't movie- even know. I came out of this not even knowing whether they're – I think they're pro big game
0: hunting. I think that was the end of this. You thing. know what? It's hard to say. It's hard to say. I like to think of it as that it's all satire. <laughs> this is the greatest anti
1: uh, – See, I would like to look think of it as completely unintentional, and I think that makes it even
0: funnier. Yeah, you know? that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. If you enjoyed so, this podcast, that's interesting. Um, you know, interesting development on your part. See, uh, see therapy. get therapy. Obviously, we should recommend. All- Take care of mental health. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, mental health is very important. Maybe if he had got it, he wouldn't have been the last dinosaur. Who knows? Yeah, you know, that's that, that's a real message for this film. If you want to follow us, you can follow us on Twitter at Wine Movie Nerd, or you can give us a few dollars at uh, patreon at our patreon milkshakes and mimosas at gmail.com thank you and have yourself a wonderful day
1: goodbye before you go i want to i want to remind you that this film ends with him i fucking a neanderthal goodbye